Welcome back, Pinball Nerds, to the Pinball Nerds Podcast. My name's Orbital Albert, and I'll be your host for today's episode, episode number 61, where we talk about the top five reasons to play and or organize a non-IFPA tournament, okay? So the IFPA is the International Flipper Pinball Association, and they track competitive players and how they're doing and their rankings but for those rankings to count the tournaments have to meet a certain number of credentials and it makes sense that they have to do that however from time to time especially in the case of there being a large number of new players as is the case in many of uh, the non-sanctioned non-fbi tournaments um In the cases with a lot of these tournaments with newer players, there's five main benefits I could think of to not having an IFPA uh, official tournament. Um, one of the uh, one of the main conditions is that you have to let them know 30 days ahead of time, and so that was actually one that I thought of after. That actually is really important. So if in the case that you want to throw a pinball tournament, say two weeks out, three weeks out, um, and that was one I hadn't even thought of when I made the original list. So I just wanted to kind of add that one with an asterisk for now. So, all right, let's get into the list. Number one, and I think that this one is probably the most important. It allows for you to play unconventional styles and more fun uh, types of pinball. So I used to play in a bowling league in grade seven and eight, uh, Cheers Bowlerama, and when we were bowling there, once a year, I was I wasn't definitely wasn't the best bowler on the team, probably kind of in the middle or even the lower end, but once a year at Christmas time we would all get together and we would you know you'd bowl with your wrong hand, you'd do backwards bowling, you'd do a two hand bowling, um, we would just play all these silly little funny games. Oh, you'd have to bowl like uh, blindfolded, right? So. I thought it'd be really cool if I could throw some type of pinball tournament like that at some point. And um, recently, as mentioned in a previous podcast, uh, I am actually organizing uh, a tournament for a friend of mine who passed away, unfortunately, back in June. And uh, that was Dave Clark. And so I wanted to have a charity tournament, but I knew I wanted to invite a lot of newer players. And I, of course, waited to the last minute, and I also knew that with the newer players, I didn't want to have to worry too much about anyone breaking any of those rules. And, of course, with it being my first tournament that I've organized outside of my house or my friend's house, just like smaller little for fun tournaments. Um, And this one is just for fun tournament. In fact, it's called the Just for Fun Dave Clark Memorial. If you're listening and you want to come, it's December 23rd at Call the Office. And all of you, those listening that are on the fence about coming, you should come out because it's going to be fun. So it's going to allow us to do things like split flipper, backwards flippers, reverse flippers. Um, I'm going to do a whole podcast later on this week before the actual event, going into greater detail about a whole list of some that we're going to be doing and some that other tournaments have been doing, uh, like Flipper Frenzy. And I'm going to break those down a little bit more, probably in its own top five or top ten list. Um, so yeah, get excited for that later on this week. If you want a little preview of what we'll be doing at the tournament, but that's probably to me the most important thing. So for instance, I think it's really fun to play split flipper. That's where one person does a left flipper and the other person does a right flipper and you go in a team. 
Well, for our very first round at this upcoming tournament, I'm going to make that the first round. And I'm purposely going to join up someone who plays pinball with someone who doesn't play pinball much. That way they don't have to worry about putting the Lunar Tunian to the wrong slot. Um, they don't have to worry about not pushing it in hard enough and it not registering. They don't have to worry about where the start button is or how to press how many players. All these things that a brand new player who maybe hasn't played in 10 or 15 years or possibly never in their life, if they're just coming to like, uh, you know, to appreciate Dave Clark and remember Dave Clark, they, they aren't necessarily pinballers. And that was kind of the point of this whole thing is to bring out some new pinballers in a less serious type tournament that I, as the tournament director, don't have to worry as much about if everyone's following the rules because it's, it's really just for fun. It's not for IFPA points. We're not playing it for money. In fact, it's a free tournament to enter. Um, we are asking for a donation to uh, ALS if you would like to be part of the door prizes or any of the prizing at all for like a first, second, third, but even the prizes themselves are not worth a lot of money. It's just, it's, it's meant to be just a for fun kind of entry level tournament uh, to help remember a good friend of mine and introduce uh, some people to pinball. Um, so it will also be a great night. That night at Call the Office is going to have uh, Retro or Raygun playing, which is like the best of like 80s and 90s, mostly rock, but a little bit of everything, I would say. Um, I haven't been to it for a while, so I can't even remember, to be honest, but it, it's always been a good time. And I used to go to it back, you know, a decade ago when it was all playing mostly 80s and some 70s stuff even, I think. So it's always been a good time. I assume I'll run into some more people there that I know and we will have fun. Um, so the the next reason that if, if you're playing um, any type of format that is just a different format, so not a playing style where like you would play with one hand or you would play split flipper, but like an entire different format, um, like flipper frenzy or you're playing in a, <clears throat> uh, some type of tournament that the format is just completely different. Uh, so I know there's another format of tournament and I, I wasn't able to find the name of it, but what you do is everybody in the tournament plays on one machine and you keep playing on that machine until you either hit a ramp or a scoop or something that pauses the ball and will give time to the next person to come up to the machine. And then you start with like three X's and if three times while you're playing, the ball goes down before you get it up a ramp or up something that gives time to, you know, gets it in a scoop, starts a mode. Um, I'm not even, I don't think the pop bump bumpers count, but I assume if you, you know, even start like a multi-ball or something, that gives you a few seconds, right? So um, I'm going to look that one up though. I've, I've heard people talk about it and it sounds really interesting, but I believe if you're playing a tournament like that for now, you don't get IFBA points for it. I haven't looked into it. I haven't researched it, but I'm fairly sure that's how it works. So I can't figure out how they would do those points right, but maybe I'm wrong. All right, number three. So if you have a very, very high percentage of new players, even if you can get 30 days in advance, even if you are gonna be playing just a three strikes tournament or a, like a points where you play several games with a, a points type, type style or a pump and dump even, um, as opposed to match and play, even if you're playing any of those formats and there's a very high percentage of new players, that means that not, not very many of them are going to be ranked anyways and no one's going to be getting very many points. And so I would say like even when you're having like 
30 to 50% of your players are all brand new, unless you're having like a tournament with like, you know, 100 players and 50 of them are brand new. But if you're having a tournament with like 10 players and five or six of them are new, the only argument to actually doing that is because by these new players playing, say you're starting to uh, like start a new league in a new area, yeah, then you'd want to register because the more you guys play, you'll eventually get rankings. But if you're just doing a one-off, especially for a charity tournament or something like that, you've got a high percentage of new players it's probably just easier that way you don't have to worry about collecting their name and the spelling of their name you don't have to worry about explaining ifpa and telling them why there's an extra dollar or what why it's built into the fee or even if there is a fee you don't have to worry as a tournament director or as someone playing in it as much about someone making mistakes and all of the other benefits i mentioned before so number four not enough people or not enough machines so if you've only got like, you know, four or five or six players, it's kind of silly. It's not that fun to play a tournament. And if you don't think you're going to get many players, you don't expect many, why would you take the time and energy to register 30 days in advance and worry about all of that if you don't have the right number of machines? So I don't, I don't know this true to, to be true for sure, because I have seen like there's Deadpool launch parties. I see there's awesome Beatles launch parties going on. Where is the Southwestern Ontario Beatles launch party, guys? Or even Toronto, where is it? I'll come, I'll go to it. I would even travel to maybe Ottawa. Okay, no, that's really far. That's like eight hours. I, I love you, Mr. Uh, Justin Trudeau, but uh, I don't I don't know if I can go that far. I, I will, but you know, not maybe just to play the Beatles as much as I like that machine. Um, I will head down there for other tournaments though. I do plan on doing so. Um, but if, yeah, if, if there's just not enough machines, like if you've got like three machines and whatever X number of people playing, you're not going to get a very good feel. And you're, you're, I, I don't even know. There might be a minimum number of machines. I know most leagues, they want a minimum of five machines or six machines because you're playing at least four to five. So that could be just another reason when you're just getting started. And then number five is basically you don't want to have to collect the dollar say it's for a charity again if it's for a charity there's a high percentage of people probably playing who are not ranked already also if it's a for charity it'd be cool to just say that 100 percent of the money went back to the charity not 90 percent uh say if it was a 10 dollar tournament or geez if it was a five dollar tournament you're now giving 25 to ifpa for people who are really just there probably for the charity so if it's a straight up charity tournament i would just prefer if i were throwing it just to say that all the money's going to it now that being said in a lot of cases, you're going to be throwing a charity tournament where you're inviting a whole bunch of actual pinball players. And the way to make more money for the charity is by actually making sure it's an IFPA event because that way you make it on the calendar. And so if it is an event that you do want a, a larger number of people to come and you think that there's room and enough machines and you have enough experience. Um, so that would be another one for me as this being my first one, I'm kind of uh, hoping, I'm hoping a couple other local players from London will come help me with any issues, but <clears throat> I, I mean, I've, I've clicked on scores and messed around with matchplay.com a little, but not too much. Uh, I haven't decided if I'm going to use that or just use, uh, like a balanced, like people will play each other who have the same number of X's because it's a four X tournament, but that's one of the nice things about doing it from my side as well is that I don't have to decide ahead of time if, if 15 people show up for this tournament then I'm probably just gonna make it a 3X so it doesn't go too long. If there's only like eight of us, 
then we'll probably do a 4x. If there's somewhere in between, I will ask everybody right now. I think that that is something you could change as well. But I mean, even while we're going through it, if we start with 4x and then now we're into it, we decide to change because it's not for points. I don't even know how those changes would affect it, but it's something I wouldn't have to worry about. And something that I won't have to worry about as much because I know I'm not submitting these scores, right? So um, that being said, I, I, for the most part, I tend myself personally to usually go to Waymar tournaments that are IFPA because A, that's how I'm finding them online, especially if they're far away from home or not in my little pinball circle. And B, because I want the points, right? So there we go. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. I appreciate it very much. Have yourself a great day. And until next time, eat, sleep, breathe pinball.